My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, family in Christ, today our church celebrates the feast of the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. These three persons are uh, salvation for us. Jesus, of course, the Savior and Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus, but also our mother too. She wants to be our mother, and we should let her do that, of course. And then Joseph, the protector and provider for the Holy Family. We are now in the year of St. Joseph, and as Father Ignacio just mentioned, soon the year of the Holy Family. There's many, many powerful things happening in the world now and in the church. I hope we can uh, be a part of that and, and see what's going on. As the scripture readings today, they really tell us Colossians and Sirach and from Luke. Um, it's amazing. Uh, to me, scripture, I, I, the, the, like Colossians, you could read like a sentence or two, and it's like, that could be my program for my life. <laughs> it's just like these things, it's just, it's so powerful. And just to reflect on that, you know, this is the way to live as a Christian. Well, there it is. Uh, it's not easy to do, but with God's direction and grace, we make progress in that way that he uh, leads out for us. Uh, so about the theme of the Holy Family, and Father Ignacio asked me to share a bit about my own testimony, my own experience of family life uh, with you today. And so I'd like to do that. Um, in my family, we were blessed to receive a strong faith from our parents. And I would say, you know, every family is different. I'm, I'm looking at Natalie, and she doesn't have a family. She, she didn't marry, but this is her family. And, and that's what really God wants for us as a family, to travel together, not to, to be alone, not to be alone and, and on this journey together to support each other because we're going home <laughs> and, and we're going to help each other get there. And not only like, okay, when I die, do I have, you know, will I make it to heaven? It's like now. We can experience heaven now. Uh, and that's what the Lord wants for us. But and so all, not all families, you know, we were blessed, but there's brokenness in all families as well. So a bit about my family. Uh, it says in the first reading to, if your father should lose his mind or his mind weaken, you know, keep honoring him. And that was the experience in our family as well. My dad had at least 10 years of Alzheimer's moving till the time that he finally died in uh, 2013. Um, and then I would go down every other Friday down to uh, the Marion home in Sublimity uh, and visit my parents. And then dad died and I would drove down the next time I could go down and I, as I was turning into the driveway there, I thought, oh, I'm just going to visit one today, not two, because dad has gone home. And so that really struck me uh, in a strong way. So I went to the, care, uh, the facility where mom is, uh, assisted care, and she wasn't there. So, and they didn't know where she was. Uh, and I thought, well, I think I might know where she is. So I went over to the chapel there on site and there was my mom with her rosary. Uh, just kind of symbol of her life. Um, my mom had a similar journey to my dad, too, in that the last years of her life, she battled dementia. She died in, um, uh, in 2018, two days short of being 92. So we do try to live that fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. The last five or six years of her life, we were blessed to have her living in our neck of the woods. She was at Maryville Memory Care and then in a home, a private home as well. And I pay honor to my wife, Carol, who's here. Just, uh, that's my mother-in-law, and I'm going to take care of her and be her advocate and make Christmas nice for her and all those things. So it was a, a, a graceful time, a beautiful experience. Uh, living faith in the home, uh, we study about it. There's great saints in the church, but we really need credible witnesses, people who mediate the faith to us. And my parents 
did that for us. And we look at the people around us who share faith. And, and that's, that's uh, where the rubber meets the road. Uh, and we, we pray for that, that people will show us that and that we, in turn, can learn to share faith with others. My mom had a bulldog faith, I say. She left York, Pennsylvania. My parents met in the service, Fort Lewis, and she got married. I was born there, the oldest of the eight sons. And she moved, uh, I say, kind of a missionary. She went from Pennsylvania to Oregon. So she left everything behind in Pennsylvania, everything that she knew growing up. But she didn't leave everything behind. She brought her faith. She brought her rosary and love of the Eucharist. And that was the rock for her uh, through her uh, marriage, married life and family life. Dad growing up, uh, in, he, she helped dad grow up in his faith. Uh, as they were getting towards the end of their life, they would try to pray the rosary at night for their sons and all the intentions. It says in the scripture, pray unceasingly, and I'm thinking, you know, years ago I thought, that's crazy. You can't pray all the time. As you get older, it's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> this is what we do. Um, but anyway, uh, so she, uh, she said, let's pray the rosary, uh, Mel, my dad. Uh, but he couldn't remember the Hail Mary because Alzheimer's was kind of kicking in. Uh, so dad told me, he said, gosh, sometimes my brain really hurts and I can't remember the Hail Mary prayer. So I get the rosary and the prayer that I pray on each beat is, thank you, Jesus which I think that, that does it. And, and his grave marker in state in Oregon, it's a simple marker, mom's beside him. Uh, on his marker it says, thank you, Jesus. Uh, so uh, that to me, the faith that he learned and that he grabbed onto and took him into the Lord. Um, when dad died, uh, three of their sons were there. Number one, uh, not that I'm the best, but I was chronologically number one. Steve was number two. And then the youngest, uh, John, the father John was number eight, was there. But I remember this distinctly that when he died, my mom reached over the hospital bed, kissed his lips and said, honey, I love you. Go see Jesus. And that, that always gets to me because um, that was her prayer as, as the wife, as his wife. For 61 and a half years, eight, eight sons, 17 grandchildren, that's the way she lived. That's the way she prayed. Honey, I love you. Go see Jesus. Having eight sons is a sacrificial life. <laughs> So maybe not a lot of time on the cell phone at times. Just got, you got to deal with what's going on in the house. Um, by God's amazing grace, all of the children, they passed on the faith and all are uh, Christian, Catholic, and sharing the faith in the world. Now, passed on to me, God led me to the vocation of marriage and family. And so, like I said, Carol is here. Uh, I was blessed to meet her. We were in two Catholic charismatic prayer groups, and we met at St. Joseph, Joseph sorry, in Salem. Uh, for a mass, and I met her there. One of the things that attracted us to each other was a strong Catholic faith and a strong family. And, and to enter into this family, you know, and this doesn't always happen, we were blessed to have that. Uh, we understood that our final goal as a married couple is to help each other get to heaven and also to help our children get there. And that's kind of bottom line. You keep going back to that. And though we strive to be holy, Carol and I have faults like all other couples. Both of us can be proud, stubborn, and selfish. We have very different personalities. And of course, there's always into the mix of marriage, there's a difference between men and women, which just doesn't go away. That's just the way it is. Uh, so we keep growing in grace with that. Um, so we had our struggles and our growth in our marriage, but we also have a very deep faith in the graces of the sacrament of matrimony and the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation and as we continue to grow. As for our three children we were blessed with, we didn't name, name them Daystar or 
unity or destiny or something, but we're going to grab some powerful names in the Catholic faith. So Francis, Anthony, and Claire. I, I like St. Francis. And, uh, you know, children, pray to your, your name that they would help you to get home and help you through life. Um, so in, in sharing the faith then with our children, uh, we would, sh you know, Bible stories with pictures and pray with them and do everything we can, signs and symbols in our home, you know. And I love the quote from, I think it's Joshua in the Old Testament, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's intentional. We have to do that. The enemy is intentional as well, so we need to be intentional. Um, I am more structured in my prayer approach. I'm more like a monk. Okay, each day we'll have this prayer. And so Carol, thankfully, is very wonderfully creative. And she said, well, let's kind of change it up a bit. So she pushed the monk a little bit aside, which is fine. It's good to have two uh, sharing the guide guidance. And so let the children kind of plan some of the prayers and involve them in and those kinds of things. Uh, we encourage our children that God will provide for their futures and to trust always in his love and guidance. We like this little saying of uh, wisdom that comes to us of wisdom. Uh, we taught this to them, and I hope they keep remembering it. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. So it's entrusting our lives into God's care. He's much better at life care than we are. Uh, we were blessed with a strong and healthy Catholic high school youth group at our parish, St. Cecilia's at that time, which reinforced for our children that what mom and dad were saying, well, they're saying the same thing. It just wasn't mom and dad, so that's good. And they had a community of their own age, which is very important as well. Uh, for two summers, we took them up. Uh, they were having the family conference at Mount Angel uh, for families to support families. And we just were looking for ways that we could share uh, all of that with them. We were quite concerned about the real-world threats and challenges to their faith uh, when we took the oldest of our three children to his first year of university life. Uh, taking them to, well, it was Oregon State, and you take your child to a secular campus, and you're thinking, oh, dear Lord, <laughs> heaven help us, you know, just the, the whole environment there. But thank the Lord, the St. John Society was there at the Newman Center at OSU, and they helped our three children to find a loving Catholic community on a secular college campus. Uh, the St. John Society continues to help Carol and me and our family to enrich our faith, encourage us. Uh, we were not able to use Catholic schools, uh, so in that case, we couldn't afford, but so in that case, build the home strong and build the parish strong. You need to have those supports. You can't do it alone. We clearly see how the modern world can be very challenging and even dangerous for the faith lives, eternal salvation, the souls of, of our children, of our loved ones. So we must seek places where there are deep and true Catholic faith communities. For example, the 10 o'clock Mass here I think it's Father Ignacio's prayer that after a while it becomes also a fam, a, a kind of a, a family mess where couples are raising children and encourage one another. And I think that's so important and so good. Uh, so this is about eternal souls and um, we have to fight for the faith. The enemy is intentional, uh, but we, so we're going to fight back. And guess what enemy? Jesus has already conquered you. Uh, he keeps nagging at us. Carol and I are now entering into the grandparenting age and stage of our Catholic parenting and family life. We try to keep praying and loving in the Lord, growing in the Lord, using the sacraments. We pray for the salvation of each of our children and for our grandchildren. Um, we pray that they'll live in the heart of the Catholic Church, raise their children towards sainthood, and also to be missionary witnesses for faith into our world, to share this faith into the world. So that's what we pray for.
uh, it's, it's a blessing to keep growing in the faith. Uh, we, Carol and I, have, for 17 years, have belonged to uh, something called Teams of Our Lady, which is uh, we meet with other Catholic couples once a month and work on our marriages. We work on all, but that's, that's so important and so helpful in our marriage. Uh, so I guess I would say, just before I conclude, in terms of faith and uh, building families uh, in the Lord, find what you can uh, to support that, that community, or help build it. But to be active. Don't say, okay, church, come to me. No, you go to the church and start making things happen because eternity is a really long time, <laughs> and you want yourself and your children to be there, and all souls, actually. So by way of conclusion, today, uh, Jesus and Mary and Joseph come to the temple as God leads them. Uh, who will recognize the Holy Family in the temple? It says that there are two elderly people, Simeon and Anna, praying, deep in prayer, looking for the Lord's appearance. And by golly, they recognize the Holy Family. They recognize Jesus for who he is. And so let us pray that we ourselves will be deep in prayer. Uh, that we will recognize the Holy Family, to, to be a part of the Holy Family on that journey to heaven, and to let the Holy Family be a part of us. And I'm so excited that uh, we get to pray a lot with St. Joseph, the one who never spoke a word in the scriptures, but is a gut protector and provider. I'm, I'm so happy that we can share with him this year, and his father Ignacio mentioned the year of the Holy Family. And so let's sink ourselves deep into our faith and be confident in the Lord and help each other get to heaven.